Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 107.5, the fan. Pittsburgh on the move, right to left. Pittsburgh in the white and the yellow pants, and they hand off right side to Harris. He's bottled up, gets off the initial tackle. He lost the ball over on the far sideline, but they're going to rule him down. Harris down at the, the 13-yard line. That the runner was down by contact, second down. The ruling on the field is changed to a fumble recovered by the defense. First down, Indianapolis. Great challenge by the Colts. Well done by head coach Shane Steichen. The Colts are now two for three on winning challenges this year, and it's the second takeaway of the ball game for the Colts' defense. And the man making that play is EJ Speed. He's joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. It's the wake-up call. KB and Andy hanging out with you. Another hour to go. Reaction Monday. All the basketball, pro and college, and obviously the Colts winners on Sunday over the Saturday, I should say, over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 30-13. to You heard that play-by-play clip. That was EJ Speed, and he joins us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. EJ, good morning, man. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yo, yo, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm doing well. I, I'm sure you are doing well after that win. How was how uh, how great was that locker room on Saturday after that beatdown? Uh, it's cool. All the energy in the, in the world, man. Gardner really turned us up after the win. All props to him. He did his thing. And you know, we got we got another opponent next week. We just gonna keep the thing rolling. Keep it. Keep the tie going. Now, there's very rare occurrences <laughs> where I would ever feel comfortable comparing myself to an NFL athlete. Let me be clear. But yesterday, I think, was maybe one of the few times. EJ Speed, if you don't mind, it looked like some of your Sunday routine involved. Did I see uh, – did you go Panda Express and Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday? Oh, wow. Yeah, DoorDash is dangerous. I'm going to tell everybody that now. DoorDash is dangerous. But I'm scrolling through DoorDash and – I seen Panda, and I ordered it, and I was like, I think I want Buffalo, so I ordered that, too. It was crazy. Wait, now, wait, wait, I, wait. We all can raise our hands. Wait, you got him at the same. There. You got him at the same time? You didn't get one at, like, noon and then one at, like, 7 o'clock at night? You got them both at the same time? Both at the same time. It's like 5,000 calories. Now, if you had to pick I had to wait because the, the second door dasher was, like, three minutes apart from each other, so that was the only buzz kill in the situation. It was worth it. Now, if you had to pick just one, you going Panda or you going Buffalo Wild Wings? Panda. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Would you get the orange chicken? What'd you get? Uh double orange chicken and yep. rice. Gosh, I used to get that orange chicken. You yeah. can't really trust nothing else. That's the only way to go. EJ Speed, one of us. That's probably the only time that'll ever happen. Uh, you heard the clip right there. A huge force fumble there to open up the second half, and that started the onslaught for the Colts as they beat the Steelers on Saturday. EJ, walk us through that play in stripping Najee Harris. Nah, it was just a uh, it was just a situation where running to the ball paid off. Uh, he was out of my vision, so it was a great time to go for um, to go for the ball. Uh, Najee is a good running back, no discredit to him, but um, I mean all runners when they headed towards the ground, uh, they kind of put air on the ball. I'm sure y'all heard uh, Shaq talk about that time after time, and um, it just paid off. I mean the ref didn't see it at first. I get up, I'm telling him, Nah, that's a force fumble. He's looking at me crazy, like, Come on, bro, it's not a force fumble. So are you sprinting to Shane to say challenge that? 
I was throwing my hand up, but they tried to hurry on the ball because I feel like they knew it was the first one. But two, so I'm throwing a, you know, like you throw the flag from your belt mm-hmm. on the field. I'm da da da. Then I was like, all right, flip it. They let me just focus back on this play, on this next play. And then um, I think the jumbotron showed it, and then uh, yeah. it just came. I seen Shane throw the flag, and I knew it was off the field. Yeah, honestly, it was a great in-stadium replay by the Colts. <laughs> great work on that. I want to go back to something that you just said there about that fumble. You said runners tend to lose air from the ball, and that was something that Chat kind of taught you. Could you explain more on that? Kind of just a natural instinct for runners when they uh, when they hit it towards the ground. They kind of use their arms to brace themselves, especially when they think their hitters are out of their vision. They kind of use uh, it's just a little bit of air that comes on the ball that comes from the the ball from their chest to brace themselves to hit the ground. So if you time it up perfectly, you always get the ball out. I know all of that happened quick with that play, and you mentioned uh, Coach Steichen throwing the flag and you felt good about it, but if there would have been some more time and the Steelers don't go hurry up there and they don't have it you know, that quick on the jumbo trying, if you run over there to Coach and say, hey, uh, he was not down, that is absolutely a fumble, do coaches listen to players at times like that, or is it all coming from up above when they see the replay before I guess anybody else? I don't know. This is my first year with Steichen, so it was my first situation to where he had to challenge one of my plays. I guess we'll test it out the next one. The next one I'm definitely running to him because I'm one and over right now. <laughs> I always wonder because some... you're on top of the world. You might have a Zaire Franklin package put in <laughs> no, next week right, for you. Yeah, well, like, I so... might be in his good graces right now. Probably try me at uh, receiver. You know, so, because you know, sometimes you know the players are right, and sometimes they're wrong. Obviously, it's such a bang bang play. EJ Speed with us here uh, on the fan on the Payless Liquors Hotline. You know, you didn't play in the Cincinnati game, but I would imagine the you know that game happens. Watching that film, EJ, that can't be good, right? I mean, and that's really the first game. You guys just didn't have it. What was the preparation like this week, knowing how big the Steeler game was and how, how much you guys just wanted to get that bad taste out of your mouth with what happened in Cincinnati? Uh, just a lot of guys stepping up to the plate. I think we proved that um, that in got-to-win situations, you know, we everybody pushes a little harder when they know what's at stake. So, uh I think this week everybody just uh, put their best foot forward as they do every week, but sometimes you fall short, and this week we just didn't. EJ Speed, again, leading tackler on Saturday for the Colts, a huge force fumble there early in the third quarter. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. EJ, uh, this past offseason you re-sign here in Indy. Bobby O'Karake goes to New York. Uh, why did you re-sign, and what did you envision this season being like for you from a role standpoint? Um, I think it was just mainly me, just me believing in the process of um, of everything that 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 the that the organization stands for. And Chris Ballard, he always after every season, he always take full responsibility for everything that happened throughout the season, and I can respect that because when somebody can take responsibility, they uh, they know where they lack at and they know where they can fix and they know where, what the problems are with the organization. He's very much in tune and stays um, and just and just always communicates with us about how he's feeling about situations and stuff like that. So I believe in the organization and where it was going. I knew it was getting um, a quarterback. I didn't know which one we was getting, actually, but uh, I was excited when we got Anthony Richardson. And um, everything just – I mean, everything just felt right to come back. And um, I think now um, we got a chance to make the playoffs and make a run. So – in my eyes, it was the right choice. Individually for you, and this is me talking here, it felt like you were scratching the surface. Like you you had flashed, and when you got playing time, you had delivered, and you almost seemed deserving of a bigger role. Did you kind of feel that way through your first four years of like, you know, I'm ascending as a player, and if I just get a little bit more opportunity, 
I can be pretty darn impactful. Uh, yeah, I always felt like that. Uh, I felt like that day one in the league, but um, I just accepted my reality through it all. Uh, the reality was that I was a role player and I had to make an impact on special teams. So that's what I had set out to do, and now that my role increased, I know that i got to make an impact on defense, and that's what I set out to do. Uh, nothing is bigger than me with this whole process. It's all about our team and helping the team win. So, uh, yeah, that's how I looked at it. EJ Speed with us here on The Fan. Uh, EJ, you know, <laughs> you're watching the game. It's 13 nothing, right? And, and so, like, the Bengals game happens, and you come home. It's 13 nothing, and there's enough Steeler fans there. They're doing, the, you know, the stupid, terrible towel thing. And you got to be thinking, hey, what's going on here? What, what was the mood on the sideline, and what did you guys do defensively talking amongst yourselves that, hey, we got to stop this. We got to give our offense a chance to get back into this game. Yeah, next time we need to um, we need to have some metal detectors for those terrible tags, <laughs> those towels. Like it, it was too many of them in the stands. But um, that could I be mean, toilet paper to, in the stadium. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers fan, man. They travel well. Uh, I actually gained the respect for them for that game because they was loud on Saturday. But um, through it all, I just through it all, I just knew our game plan was the right one, and if we executed it, then uh, the score wouldn't even be close. So I think that was. That was the that was the vibes for Saturday. Just execute that game plan. I knew it'd be a blowout. And I and I listen. I know you're a defensive guy, and and you're watching the offense and the defense this season has had guys step up, whether they're backups or not, step up and make plays. And one of the storylines was all the backups. Obviously, you mentioned Gardner Minshew playing as well as he did, but Moss goes down. In comes Goodson. In comes Sermon. DJ Montgomery gets a touchdown as well. When you're a defensive guy and you're watching the offense, you know there's some injuries and all these guys come in and make big plays. I would have to that. I have to imagine that that you know gets you guys gets your blood boiling a little yeah. bit in a good way on the sideline seeing those guys get an opportunity and go out there and make plays to win a game uh yeah definitely I don't even look at them as backups I just look at everybody as role players and accepting a role and the role for those guys was if a guy goes down and another guy steps up our uh, scout team actually practices very hard um, they got scout team player of the week and stuff like that. And most of those guys that had good games were previous scout team player of the weeks at one point. So, um, hey, I'm I'm excited for those guys. That was a tribute, man, to, to, to the culture that we have here at Indy. He is EJ Speed, along with obviously a team leading tackle, a team leading 10 tackles on Saturday. Him and Zaire Franklin host the Trenches podcast, a great listen. You can check that out on all of your podcast platforms. EJ, as a defensive player, and you're watching the offense on the field, probably a little bit more jumbotron. Uh, what did you think of the Michael Pittman Jr. hit? Uh, uh, I mean, it's football, Mike. Um, uh, Pitt is actually one of the toughest guys that own the offensive side of the ball. So um, for him to get hit like that and get back up, it, it, it just added more life. Um, I'm sure if you talk to that guy from Pittsburgh, he would tell you that it wasn't maliciously. He wasn't looking to injure Pitt or take him out of the game or anything like that, even though it may seem like he did. But um, it's part of the game, man. We uh, we all take hits. We all give hits. And I'm sure I didn't got some hits that probably seemed a little dirty at, at some point. I didn't gave out some hits that probably seemed a little dirty at some point. So um, it's all in the love of the game. Um, I'm glad that Pitt was able to get up and recover from that. I think he's – going through everything he needs to uh, this week to play. And um, I'm glad to see him back on the field on Sunday. As a defender, are you torn at all in seeing a guy get ejected for a hit like that? Or did you feel like that kind of qualified as one? 
Uh, yeah, it did. It qualified. Uh, it was. It was. It's part of the game. I mean. I mean, people go down from injuries. People get objected from games over hits and everything like that. This is the new NFL that we in. We just all got to accept it. And I'm sure it's like growing pains of everybody just learning how to how to relate to these new rules. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's 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 all in respect of the game. We always say it here uh, that Pittman might be from USC, but there's no pretty boy with his play. EJ, that dude's tough. Nah, definitely. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt one of those guys. EJ speed with uh, EJ speed with us here. Uh, on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Atlanta coming up next. You guys are right there just staring the playoffs right in the face. How do you how do you stay focused? And I guess what do you know about Atlanta as you start prep for them? Uh, just hone in. As um, soon as we get that game plan, just lock into it and go out there and execute. Uh, my motto is always to be perfect, uh, even though that is one of the hardest things is very much possible. So, um, yeah, so we're just looking to be perfect on Sunday. EJ, last one from me. I, I, I think our fan, and again, EJ Speed is with us here on the Pale Sickers Highline. I think our uh, audience knows your story fairly well, but for those that maybe didn't follow your story early on, refresh us of what your college career was like from a position standpoint. If I'm not mistaken, you were like mainly an offensive guy entering college, and then what was it like for you at Tarleton State to transitioning to an NFL linebacker? Yeah, I came in as playing a receiver in uh in college and um I was a quarterback in high school, came in, started playing some receiver, uh got a new coaching staff and I switched over to the defensive side of the ball. Started playing linebacker about my last two years of college. And um yeah, it flourished. I had a great defensive coach and uh coach Patton. Um and um yeah, he's coaching up in Colorado, Colorado State, he's coaching the defensive backs. Uh, great coach, man. I can say I can go on for for hours about him and Coach Whitten over there when they was at Charleston State and how they came together uh, and had a winning season, and you know continued Coach Whitten's legacy and Coach Patton went off to coach at D one at a major D one and um, those guys was everything. I believed in them. They believed in me, and it all worked out. And now uh, I owe them everything. I owe them my efforts and stuff while I'm in the league to just show that we all made the right decision at that one point in time. Okay, two things off that. Your first contact with the Colts during the draft process, is it true that it wasn't until that like March pro day just before the draft? Yeah, it was. I didn't even talk to him in college. It was like after college at the draft and everything like that. I talked to the Colts. And um, I'm so glad they believed in me because I love it here in Indy. And then lastly, uh, who's got better hands, you or Zaire Franklin? Definitely me. And don't let Z tell you anything different because I know he is, but it's definitely me. Well, <laughs> even though he got the offensive role. So he got he one up me right now. He one up me right now on the pose, but you go full house backfield, forty four and forty five back there. Hey, that'll look good. Look at it, man. Next time Spike can get on the radio show, you tell him about that. <laughs> That'll be the first question we'll toss Shane's away. EJ, hell of a game on Saturday. Your absence was certainly felt in Cincinnati, and it was your presence is very welcome against the Steelers. Congrats on the season so far. Stay healthy, and uh, thanks for hopping on, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.